you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back together. And uh, Buck, we've got a, we've got a fun one today. We're going to talk about Jalen Hurts and his development and uh, dig a little deeper on that one. You've done some work on that. Uh, we're going to talk about building a championship college roster, which I think is a fascinating discussion. Signing day, I believe it's tomorrow, uh, the early signing day here for college football. Mm-hmm. Transfer portal is popping. Uh, we've got some thoughts on that, how to, how to build that. Uh, out and we're also going to recap what we saw last night in a game that I don't know that too many folks were all that interested in, but we'll talk about it anyways with the uh, with the Packers and the Rams. How you doing, man? <laughs> that should be fun. Should be fun, man. Let's get right to it, man. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts being an MVP DJ, and I think the reason why this is such a fascinating conversation is because I think each and every year when we're in this business, uh, scouting or even as a media scout, I think you come away with lessons that you learn in evaluating players. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a case study in how to evaluate the person more so than the player. I think everything about Jalen Hurts, and we'll talk about the skills on the field, but all of the stuff that makes him successful between the lines is all of the intangible stuff, the football character stuff that we used to talk about in meetings, Uh, the work ethic, uh, the leadership ability, uh, the ability to really put team over self, all those characteristics that really go unspoken about when we're when we're talking about it, maybe sometimes on TV, those are the ingredients that allow him to be the leader of the team. 
and allows him to kind of stand in front of the team and be the guy that everyone wants to follow behind. And so we talk about the quarterback position being a lot of different things, but the one thing that we know it is, it's a leadership position. And Jalen Hurts' football journey, going from Alabama to Oklahoma, then to Philadelphia, he displayed a lot of extraordinary qualities that have served him well once he became the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of things I want to get to here. Um, and I'm going to play a little game called high-low here, Buck. And I want to show you how this thing has come together so perfectly for Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's start. We're going to go low-high, low-high. So let's start low expectations, right? Not a first-round pick. Somebody who went in the second round. Um, you had Carson Wentz was already there. Remember, it was, you know, we're just going to try and collect as much quarterback talent as we possibly can. So you have low expectations, but you have high talent. There's tons of ability in Jalen Hurts. We knew what he could do mm-hmm. as a runner at Alabama. We saw him develop uh, in, in kind of that trend line heading up at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. So you've got low expectations, but a high level of talent. You've got low ego, right? Does not have a big ego, doesn't come in mm-hmm. thinking he knows everything. Um, he's he's definitely somebody that's very humble. So you've got low ego, but you've got a high work ethic. Somebody you have to kick out of the building. You talk to people there, they say he's there when you get there in the morning, he's there when you leave in the evening. Uh, he is 100% committed. You've got somebody who's low on words, right? How many times have we seen quarterbacks, we saw it with Zach Wilson this year, kind of get in trouble for you know saying something they shouldn't have said or not not doing the right thing in a press conference. He's not going to have any issues there. And then he's he's high on character, high on actions. So to me, everything that kind of comes together with Jalen Hurts, it was a perfect storm. He went to the right place, but make no mistake about it. He's where he is and they're where they are because this guy has an insatiable uh, work ethic, Buck. He's just, uh, he's an animal the way he gets after it. And you've seen the growth and the development year after year. Yeah, you've seen the growth and development. And I would encourage anybody, man, on social media, there's a clip going around where he's standing after the game addressing the media and they're asking him about the Bears game and those things. And he's talking about respect respecting every opponent and not worrying about the outside noise and how some weeks reporters don't ask them about the other team because everyone is maybe kind of setting this team up the field or looking for the other shoe to drop. And he talked about just going about your business, really committing to the process. And a lot of times when we hear that stuff, we think it's just coach speak, but in watching Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts lives out all of those things that we've heard, the cliches, from coaches along the way, the stuff, the Sabanisms that we've heard for years and years from people coming out of <laughs> Alabama, he really embodies that stuff. And I think what happens is when your quarterback is consistent like that, your team takes on the personality of the quarterback. He is straight, flatline right across the board. No ebbs and flows, not too high, not too low. He just goes about his business each week. And because of that, you have a team that has been very consistent in how they perform and how they play. And so... I want to give a lot of credit to him and the football character side. Uh, when he was coming out, I had a conversation with a, a, an executive about Jalen Hurst and who he reminded me of. And he reminded me a lot of Dak Prescott when Dak Prescott was coming out of Mississippi State. The skills were what they were. But when you talk to the people down in Starkville, everyone said the same thing. Man, leader of men, work ethic, all those other things were superb. Dak Prescott, you talked about low expectations, high talent. He steps into a Dallas Cowboys situation, not expected to be the starter. Tony Romo gets hurt. He takes off and they flourish. Very similar to the path that Jalen Hurts has taken. And the one thing that Jalen Hurts has done each and every offseason, he is committed to getting better and improving some aspect of his game. And you see it play out. I don't think we can underestimate 
the football character part of the evaluation when we're looking at quarterbacks going forward. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to challenge you here, okay? Cuz this one I I've, I've been thinking about Jalen Hurts and I've been trying to draw some similarities. I love your Dak Prescott comp. We talked about that a lot in the run up. But I'm going to challenge you right now, Buck, and I think you can do this. Tell me five things that Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow have in common because when I look at their stories, how they were developed, how they grew up, mm. what they've done, and where they are right now. I think there are a lot of similarities. So I'm going to challenge you right now. Can you give me five things in common between Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts? Uh, undeniable, unshakable confidence is one. Grit, a level of toughness yep. where they don't blink or flinch in adverse situations. Um, a proven track record of success where they have won and won at the highest levels. Uh, Jalen Hurts won at Alabama. Yep. He won at Oklahoma. He came off the bench and threw a critical touchdown pass in the SEC championship game. And if Deshaun Watson doesn't make a miraculous play or lead a mar- miraculous drive, he wins a national title as a true freshman for an Alabama team. So you have that. Uh, you have the winning pedigree. Um, I think you have a guy who is committed to working on his game off the field because he was never viewed as the best quarterback in the country, in the room, and those things. And I think there's enough humility about them that they don't believe that they figured it out so there's a curiosity to see how can i make my game that much better so this is a comp we don't hear a lot of but i think it's interesting because you just mentioned confidence grit they were winners they're workers they're humble they're both correct me if i'm wrong sons of coaches they both were underappreciated at that first college stop had to transfer and when they transferred they took their game to another level so overcoming adversity was a big part of their deal and there's also just that, you know, I think of that video. Remember the video at Ohio State of Joe Burrow? And they were like, what was it, like holding yes. a rope or they were, you know, like wrestling or something on the field. And I'm like, yeah. this guy is a warrior. Like, he is a warrior. I think some of that warrior mentality, I know Jalen Hurts has that. Those guys have a lot more in common, I think, than anybody ever talks about. You so you talk about the video of Joe Burrow doing the mat drills. How about the video of Jalen Hurts squatting? Was it 600 pounds in the weight room? <laughs> All the guys around him as he's taking that up? DJ. It's one of those things where we talk about the quarterback, right? And a lot of times we want to see quarterbacks live to see how they interact with their teammates. The one thing that you would appreciate if a quarterback is one of the guys, meaning he's willing to do the same work that the guys do. He doesn't necessarily set himself apart. So on offense, it's not one in 10. It is a collective 11-man unit. And so with Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, you walk away confident that, hey, man, these guys assimilate well into the fabric of the team. And because they're team guys, man, the rest of the team loves doing whatever it is that they ask them to do because they respond well to their leadership styles. It's been a while since I've donated anything to the Bucky Brooks column, the notebook. Can we hammer that out? Because I think that's <laughs> I think it's fascinating because you never hear those guys mentioned. They have a lot in common. Now, they play the game a little bit differently. Um, but, man, those guys, they have a lot more in common than they don't have in common. Oh, they absolutely have a lot in common. But, DJ, it's the same thing we look – for in, in players like we always talk about uh, football character and uh, maybe just for the masses, people have to understand when we're talking about football character, we're talking about those intangible qualities that allow you to overcome and thrive in new situations. And so when you're digging down and you're scouting, it's not just about what you see on the film it's what you hear about the player, what you witness from the player when you're around him is what the people down the line. The administrators, the coaches, the at the um, uh, custodians. What do they say about the people when no one is watching? 
how do they respond? How do they make them feel about themselves? And so we can talk about Jalen Hurst's game, his running ability, the way he's improved as a passer and all those things. And those things are great. But I really believe his superpower, man, is his character, his toughness, his leadership skills, and his ability to persevere when things are tough. These two might be on a collision course here. Uh, they could be seeing each other in the Super Bowl when this is all said and done with the Bengals and the Eagles, both playing phenomenal football. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this Rams-Packers game. What can we take away from it? Somehow the Packers are still alive. I don't know how, uh, but they are still alive at this point in time. Need to win out and get a little help. But we'll dig into that game uh, right after this break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
It's a season for miracles and for the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. NFL Network is celebrating with the rematch for the ages. The Las Vegas Raiders play the Pittsburgh Steelers live in primetime this Christmas Eve. The Holiday Classic, December 24th. That's 8 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Uh, that has a lot at stake in it, Buck. Uh, the Steelers are still kind of hanging around, uh, as far as I know, unless they've been, they haven't been eliminated, have they? I know the AFC's uh, pretty wide open. I think no, the Steelers still have a little something mix. to play for there. Um, the Raiders, on the other hand, coming off one of the most bizarre games uh, we've seen in the ending we talked about the other day with the New England Patriots. But let's get to uh, let's get to what we saw last night: Rams, Packers. Again, I don't know how the Packers are alive, but they are alive in the NFC at this point in time. They handle the Rams, who were shorthanded. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a little bit of a drop off after that big drive he had the last time we saw him. Kind of a, uh, I want to say an ugly game, but let, let me give it to you. I won't lead the witness. What did you take away from this one? Uh, my takeaway is that the Packers are finally playing the way that they need to play to be able to uh, succeed with Aaron Rodgers at the twilight of his career. Uh, we saw more of the running game and the running backs featured, uh, not only as runners, but as receivers out of the backfield. Uh, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones being kind of like the focal points of the game plan, saw a level of physicality from that offense that has been lacking. And so if the Packers play like this, yeah, they have a chance. We also saw uh, the growth and development of the young receivers. Uh, Dubs and Watson both made um, plays. They both were involved in the passing game, but it's more of a controlled ball control outfit. Um, that is not the high-powered offense that we're used to seeing under Aaron Rodgers' direction but it's one that gives them a chance to play the complimentary style of football that they need to play to be able to kind of scratch and sneak their way into the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they did anything that wowed you offensively when you watch this game. I flip it over to the other side. I thought maybe one of the bigger takeaways in this game, the Rams have been so beat up and you up front on the offensive line when you look at some of the pieces they're missing from last year to this year when you think about Whitworth not being there, you think about center being out now, and they – they are not good up front. They give up five sacks in this game. And poor Baker Mayfield. May Mayfield went from a really solid kind of a cocoon-type uh, operation there in Cleveland where he played behind a good offensive line, had weapons, goes to Carolina. The offensive line's not great. His play goes down the drain. Then he ends up with the Rams. I think he might be on an offensive line that's as bad or worse. You know, that Carolina offensive line was playing some young guys, was getting better. This group right now is not good, and he did not look comfortable at all getting swallowed up by this Green Bay Packers pass rush. No, he didn't look comfortable. And anytime the quarterback is uncomfortable, like bad things are going to happen. So you're going to see the turnovers happen. You're going to see uh, the skittish play and the inconsistencies when it comes to the passing game. And because the Packers were able to rush four and drop seven in the coverage, they were able to kind of make those windows tight because Baker Mayfield couldn't set up and deliver on time. Uh, the other thing that I think we saw from the Rams DJ, when you when you don't necessarily a accumulate enough of that mid-level talent, man, it really shows up when your stars are out. And so I'm looking at Tutu Atwell playing. I'm looking at some of these other guys play. And I mean, I, I would like to say they're nice players, but they're not good enough to sustain drives and make enough plays to really threaten the defense. And so when you're the Rams and you've taken this approach where you're going to be really top-heavy with the stars – man, you got to do a really good job of acquiring talent in those mid-rounds and really undrafted free agents, guys that can legitimately play and maybe outplay their draft status or their signing status. Yeah, I mean, you, you see the Green Bay Packers at 6-8 and eight, technically still alive. I think they've won their last game of the year, Buck. Yeah, you look at their schedule, they are at Miami. I don't see them beating the Miami Dolphins on the road. They play the Minnesota Vikings, who 
maybe you know maybe that's a shot that Minnesota didn't have a ton to play for with a couple weeks left in the season, but I don't see them winning that one when you look where those two teams are right now and they finish up the final week against Detroit, who could be in a win-and-in scenario at that point in time. I, it's not a good football team. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has taken a step back. I know he made a couple plays last night, but this is not the mm-hmm. explosive Aaron Rodgers that we're used to seeing. So when you look at that, you look at this schedule that they have, I think this is on its way to a very disappointing 6-11 and 11 type season. Yeah, no, it'll be tough. And I think the hard thing for us on the outside is we always love our stars, right? We love our superstars. We never see them fade. We never want to see them kind of decline and dip. But this is a significant decline that we're seeing from Aaron Rodgers. And, and Father Time catches up with everybody. It's caught up with him. Like, he's 38 years old. He's not supposed to be playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a normal <laughs> deal to be playing football when you're almost 40 years old or whatever he is. And so that, that that's very challenging and difficult until the Green Bay Packers not only change their style, but embrace a changing style on offense, it's always going to be hard. And I think the thing that would happen is if the Packers do somehow find their way into the tournament, everyone is going to expect a magical bounce from Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen. And so if this team is going to win, it's going to be the running game and the defense that does it. And right now we don't have a enough of a sample size from both of those parts of the team to suggest that the Packers can rely on those elements to lead them far into the postseason if they even make it. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I, I don't see him again. I don't see him win another game. So I, I don't think they do end up getting into the postseason. On the other side of this thing, uh, with the Rams, how about that pick now? That trade uh, with Stafford with the Detroit Lions. As of right now, the Detroit Lions have the number four overall pick. So, man, you talk about the uh, you know that coming back to get you a little bit. The trading picks for stars is great, and you can run all the numbers on all those picks in the twenties and how it's kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of a crapshoot in terms of getting impact guys down there at the bottom of the first round. You got the fourth overall pick. The Detroit Lions have a chance to get a real difference maker. Uh, with that one. I mean, what a year for Detroit to be playing as well as they're playing, hunting down a playoff spot, and then to watch the Rams season completely crater. You're going to end up with a top five pick uh, and a potential playoff team. That's a good spot to be in. This is a good spot to be in. And let's let's just say this. Uh, This front office has shown the ability to take advantage of those picks. You think about Aiden Hutchinson coming over, being what looks like a start. Jameson Williams is already making an impact. He hasn't even really played but a couple games, <laughs> you know? And so now you give them an opportunity to get a top five pick uh, in a draft that should be uh, solid when it comes to pass rushers and playmakers. Yeah, the Detroit Lions have an opportunity to put together a nice foundation while already having a quarterback in place. So they don't have to make the transition of, oh, let's put the young quarterback in there and live through the growing pains. They still have Jared Goff on the contract. They still can lean on him while those young foundational pieces that have superstar talent really emerge, man, things are really looking up in Motown. Yeah, no, it is. You look at the other team that I'm just going through the draft order right now is where we stand. The Philadelphia Eagles right now have the ninth pick from New Orleans from that trade in last year's draft. Philly might win the Super Bowl and end up with a top five, top six type pick. Um, So normally we see those teams that you're trading future first round picks. You feel like you're close. Uh, You don't envision those picks coming back to be top Mm -hmm. 10 picks. That changes the outlook of those moves that got made in a big way. Yeah, it does change it. It changes. And look, that's the gamble. Now, I've been one of the guys that's advocated, hey, give me players over picks. But what happens if the Ooh, players yeah. on the team don't yeah. perform well, then the picks look really good. And the picks become primetime picks. And those primetime picks can become stars. And so that is the consequence of making the move. So when you do it, you got to hope that it plays out. And 
The Rams can cherish their Super Bowl, but now you wonder, how long will it be until they have another team that is capable of contending at that level? Because we thought this run would be maybe two, three years. It ended quickly. So now the Detroit Lions have an opportunity to cash in on some premium picks that may give them an opportunity to make a nice little run at a title. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know if we've seen a trade that's produced uh, a Super Bowl on each side of the trade. Maybe, maybe we're headed towards that eventually. You know, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's not going to happen this year for Detroit, but they might be a year or two away. The way they've built this team, the offensive line, now you're seeing the defensive line pieces that they have in place, not just Aiden Hutchinson, but James Houston, what he's done on the other side. Now they've got extra picks from that trade. What, what if Detroit ends up winning a Super Bowl a year or two from now? We could look back and say, what a trade. You talk about win-win. It, it got the immediacy uh, for the Rams. They get a Super Bowl because of Stafford. And then long-term, Detroit, they're set up to maybe potentially go on their own Super Bowl run. Could go down as one of the most beneficial trades uh, in NFL, NFL history. A true uh, win-win there. Uh, any other takeaways on this game, Buck? Uh, it was, uh, again, I... I, I We've had such an amazing weekend. I couldn't get too fired up about this one last night. I don't really have any, anything else to add on that one. How about you? It was, it was hard for that game to live up to what we saw over the weekend. We saw so many exciting games, so many fantastic finishes. Yeah, it was fine. But after all of that, it was a little, little Debbie Downer. It was a little bit of a letdown compared to some of the other games that we saw over the weekend. All right, let's just cut it right there then. Uh, we want to we get to this next discussion here. We're going to take a break when we come back. It is National Signing Day uh, for colleges, and we've been talking about this off the air, so we want to have this discussion uh, on the air, on the record here, about how to build a championship roster now. If you're a team trying to, to go win a college football national championship with the, the transfer portal kind of changing everything here, how do you balance that with recruiting these high school kids? Uh, we'll give you our thoughts on that right after this break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime games on your phone or tablet, 45-minute game replays with NFL Plus Premium, and more. This is NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com and sign up now. DJ, I'm really excited for the topic that we're about to tackle because you and I always love talking about the team building process. And so much of the time we talk about NFL stuff, but we're both avid college fans. We both have skin in the game when it comes to watching our favorite college teams kind of make their way up the rankings. And so with signing day being upon us, I want to kind of talk about the changes in the way you build your teams in college, particularly using the transfer the transfer portal. It has been a huge development. It has changed the way that guys are going about building their rosters. And so we got to talk about it. And so if I gave you an opportunity to be, let's say, you're the GM of your favorite collegiate team, how would you use the transfer portal to build a championship caliber team? Well, I think it's interesting because it does change things. But I think there's a lot of different strategies of how you go about it. I, you know, To me, I think you need to look at a lot of factors, where they're playing, you know, the level at where they're playing, how many years do they have left, what positions uh, do they play. I think a lot of those things will factor into how you're trying to construct and build this roster. Um, you know, we just saw, as we were coming on right now, Kentucky, they end up losing Will Levis. Uh, he goes out into the draft, um, and then they get right into the portal, and they bring in a quarterback from NC State who's very talented. So um, that's a situation where we need somebody to come in and play right away. We're going to use the portal. It's a plug and play starter. It's an experienced guy um, at a you know in a power conference. That's the top of the list. If you can get a guy who's experienced and played well in a power five program, those are the premier guys uh, to come in and play right away when you're losing guys to the NFL draft, like somebody like Will Levis. But when you get into the decision, and I'll hit you on this. Like, let's look at offensive linemen, for example. If I've got a chance to get an offensive lineman who's played, let's just say the Mac, he's a three or four year starter. He's been developed and he's playing in the Mac and he's got two years left. Or I've got a five star offensive lineman from, you know, Alabama, Georgia, wherever that hasn't been able to get onto the football field. But, you know, hey, he has that, he has the height, weight, speed. He was a big time recruit coming out of high school. You haven't seen him on the field. 
Where are you on that, Buck, between that decision? Say they say they each have the same amount of eligibility. One's the five-star who hasn't played at Alabama. The other one's a three-year starter at, at Bowling Green who's played, you know, good football. Where would you go there? You know, it's funny because, like, I still believe at every level uh, reps matter. And I'm more partial to lean to the guy mm-hmm. who has played because at least I know exactly what I'm getting. Now, it might be at a lesser level. I may not be as talented as the prospect that we're talking about that was a five-star. But – I have an ability to know exactly what I'm getting. I have a resume of his production. And at the worst, he's going to perform at the level that we saw him at when he was at a mid-major conference. Uh, Also, if it's a guy that is, let's just say he played at a mid-major level, but he has graduated. And maybe I have two years to maybe keep him and develop him and do those things. I think what you're trying to do is even though you're using the transfer portal to maybe build your team, you want a level of consistency that allows you also to build a program. And the difference between building a team is one year. You're thinking about one year and you're trying to redo it over uh, the next year. A program, you're trying to sustain that level of success over time. And so if I have guys that have multiple years left when they transfer in, it just gives me an opportunity to kind of have some of the continuity and consistency that I would like as I'm trying to build a championship caliber team that is built to last over time. I think with the offensive line, it's fascinating because I think you have the luxury now to take some developmental guys, some high school kids. They're maybe 250 pounds, 260 pound athletes that you're going to kind of build up and grow into offensive linemen. You can kind of have this track of be patient with those guys. Then as you're kind of graduating some players, hey, you know what? He's not quite ready. Let's go to the mid-majors. Let's get a plug-and-play guy for one or two years. But I can still be kind of developing these young guys while also getting some mm-hmm. ready-made guys from those mid-majors. I think for the offensive line, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you're talking about wideouts. If we stay on the offensive side of the ball, Jamison Williams is a, is a perfect example of somebody who was incredibly talented but was blocked at his position uh, at Ohio State, goes to Alabama, and, and completely takes off. So with that one, I think the wide receiver position, I think I'd be a little more – I might be a little bit more traits-oriented. Like, let's go get some guys who have a ton of ability. Maybe they've mm-hmm. just been – you know, stuck behind a, a loaded position group at an Ohio State, you know, at a Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, one of those type places. I think I'd be more willing to take a shot, take a flyer on some of those guys. You know, DJ, I think this is unique, right? Because we've seen a lot of our, our former colleagues, a lot of buddies who have jumped down to the collegiate level and they're playing the de facto general manager for these colleges. And the one thing that I now look in having this conversation with you Uh, The college game is more like the NFL than ever when it comes to the way that you have to structure your front office and the synergy that needs to exist between the front office and the coaching staff. I think the general manager, even though he doesn't have the power of the head coach, I think the general manager also has to scout his coaches because how good are my coaches at developing players? How many of my coaches can turn average players and the good players, good players and the great players based on the work that they do in between the lines. If I don't have great developers, but I have great recruiters, then I need more of that ready-made product, more of the guy that is already coming in with five-star ability. I can throw him out there and just let the talent overwhelm the opposition. But I do believe the general manager, his role now is very similar to what we're doing at the NFL level, where you're mixing in free agent signings with draft picks. And you're trying to build a team that has a mix of both where I got the young guys that are developing for the future while I have my right now guys who can make contributions in the immediacy. And so it's it's a different hustle. And depending upon where you're at, um, 
you know, if you're at Texas State, you may not be getting the same kind of players at Texas and TCU. Are we just open for business for all transfers? And does my head coach have the ability to reset and reestablish the culture each year with a transient program? There are a lot of factors when it comes to this. And it's not just a, 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 a decision that's made in a silo. I think everybody has to be on board. Administrators at the highest level, the head coach, the general manager, how you build this out is fascinating. And you have to have a clear understanding of where you are in terms of how we're going to build a team for success to be able to pull this off. Do you think we ever get to a point where we actually have feeder programs, like almost like a varsity and a JV, where you have a relationship and you know, I, I'll use the, this one just because uh, it's in the same I, state. But say you have mm-hmm. a South Alabama and an Alabama, right? So they have a relationship, and it oh, might yeah. be something where Alabama just goes to them and says, hey, look, with our guys that can't get on the field that need to play in order to get evaluated, get a chance to, to play in the NFL, they're mm-hmm. going to be talented kids that can't get on the field for us. We're going to try and guide them and funnel them to you. But, you know, once every three years, you're probably going to have a player who ends up being a little bit better than South Alabama, and we're going to end up pulling him. But we're gonna, it's going to be a two-way street. We're going to be sending you players. We're going to end up plucking some of yours. And maybe there's even some type of a, you know, a financial thing that could work on between those programs. Where it's headed, I, I don't know that that's the craziest thing ever. Uh, DJ, you know what you sound like? You sound like an old high school uh, program that has a couple middle schools that feed into it. So where I grew up, Millbrook High, <laughs> we had East Millbrook and West Millbrook. And so what you would do, yep. uh, my old coach, Coach Smith, he would give both of those programs the playbook, right? They, they run our plays. They run all that stuff. Everyone's being developed in the system. And so now you talk about in Alabama, you got South Alabama, North Alabama. You got some other schools like, hey, we'll put a couple <laughs> over here for you, a couple over here for you. We'll do some yep. of these things. You develop the guys. And we came back. It is a very sensible thing because you do wonder, hey, if I'm one of those programs, and no disrespect to like uh, South Alabama, but if I am one of those programs, Am I willing to take on a player for two years knowing, hey, I'm going to lose him, but take advantage of the talent because it might be superior to what I would currently have? You do wonder. And you also wonder, DJ, you know how we see assistants leave from like in Alabama and go elsewhere. Maybe a former assistant is more willing to do that. Uh, The coach up at Marshall spent a lot of time at Alabama. Maybe he's more willing to take on some of those players and say, okay, yeah, coach, I'll take him on for a little bit and then send him back up there. He'll be a better player because of it. Yeah, there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be wild, man. But, I mean, you can – we saw with Michigan State uh, the year before with all those transfers, and including Kenneth Walker, mm-hmm. and they had an unbelievable year. Lincoln Riley this year showed – I mean, obviously got the Heisman Trophy winner came over. Uh, Caleb Williams, he kind of helped change that thing around. Massive amounts of transfers. And now, you know, I think it's, you know, I think Clemson, I think Dabo was one who had said, I'll never take a transfer. He's going to have to alter that thinking the way this is headed, Buck, because eventually you're going to end up having some players leave and you're not just going to be able to replace them with high school kids. So I'm curious to see how long that, how long that can last. Yeah, no, it's funny because DJ takes complete buy-in from the academic institution. Uh, I was reading something about uh, Stanford uh, last night and, and, and Stanford doesn't really get into the transfer portal because it's hard for them to get transfers into the school, period just as students. And so now yeah. how do you handle that part of it? When you're an institution that has always frowned upon taking transfers in, you wanted homegrown products uh, amongst your student body, does that change for your athletic programs where other academic institutions are more willing to take in transfers? And how do those things, the credits and all that, uh, how does that line up so you're still on track to get your degree and all that other stuff? It's, 
it's different. Um, I think the one thing that I would encourage all of the the players, man, you have more options when you go in there and you really kind of bust your tail to put yourself in a position to graduate because, man, the options are plentiful. If you're able to be a grad transfer with some years of eligibility, you might be able to get into some of those other schools that were off limits when it comes to the regular transfer portal. This is one of my final thoughts on this thing. Do you think we get to the point where, you know, on, on the NFL side, you have your college scouts who'd actually live in different regions of the country and they're in charge of, we, we did the job, you're in charge of 40, 50 schools. Mm-hmm. Are these are these big time, big time programs going to start having analysts that are living in, you know, different parts of the country and going to these games and actually scouting these players, even though they're on another roster in real time? I don't imagine you could wear your... Uh, your, your official school gear from that place. But, you know, just in terms of maybe a little on the slide, like, hey, we get the tape. Now let's let's build a staff, like a legit scouting staff, and go scout every single college out there for potential guys. Uh, without getting people in trouble, I certainly believe that there are enough consultants out there that are available to go to some of these games <laughs> and see it. And, DJ, oh. it's not only that, but, like, if you're talking about it, because we're talking about pie-in-the-sky stuff, imagine being hired as a consultant to not only do – what we do on the West Coast for these college games. But, hey, you know what? St. John's Bosco and Mata Day are playing. Maybe I go check that out, too. Maybe I can give you another set yeah, of high eyes too. on some of these prize prospects that are coming out. Uh, there may be something to it. Now, it kind of uh, debunks the amateurism thing that we talk about in college football. But if we talk about college football being big business, there is a different way of thinking about putting your business model together where you can make recruiting uh, more like what we do when it comes to scouting at the NFL level. Yeah, no, it's fascinating how you're going to construct these rosters. And again, we've got National Sign Day coming up tomorrow. Um, it's not as much buzz about it anymore because that might not be the, the best way to improve your roster. Uh, you know, you get a chance to go out and get these ready-made college kids. Maybe it's preferable to getting, you know, 17, 18-year-olds and hoping they're going to come in. We saw with Texas A&M last year, signed everybody. They are terrible. Um they needed some better veteran players. So, and everybody's uh, fascinating gone. time. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of them left, and a bunch of them are already gone. No, 100%. Man, you're absolutely right. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Buck? No, I love those kinds of discussions. I can't wait, though, because I know in my mentions, I'm going to have a lot of people talking about how you going to dismiss South Alabama like that? What are you talking about? Like, I told oh, yeah, you. we'll get hit. No disrespect. Yeah, the Jackrabbit fans are going to be upset. Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. Thank you very much. You could have got me in real Jaguars. 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 Yeah. Jaguars. You're right. You're right. Um, All right. Uh, That's going to do it for us today. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, We'll be back one more episode this week as we head uh, towards Christmas and the holiday season. Hope you guys are having a wonderful time with your family and friends. Uh, We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.